Welcome to Elzegory listeners. This is the big episode 56, and it's yet another fireside chat today. I don't know if many of you know, or maybe you saw on the Facebook too, where Mario Morello dropped some information in his blog about some issues with prophecy in the in the church as we know it today. And it was some pretty interesting stuff, because some stuff we had covered, and it's kind of concurrent what we were talking about in Tales of Glory regarding needing spiritual directors, and we talked about visions and prophecies, and we've talked about all sorts of stuff here at Tales of Glory, not just spiritual warfare stuff. We were talking about stuff regarding hearing God. And some of the topics I touched upon and some of the issues I raised kind of came up in Mario Murillo's blog today, which is kind of interesting because I know some of you have been some listeners for, since the beginning kind of know I, I have some sarcastic things I do. I'm kind of a sarcastic person here, like, no, no, you're not Mike. Yeah, sure I am. But I had some sarcastic hints as to who I was pointing out, who I thought were false prophets. And you guys know I've, I've mentioned the, the Purple Hill prophet, and I've mentioned the false Moses prophet, and I've mentioned the Mr. Bedsheets prophet. And you guys probably already figured out who that was, but what's kind of interesting is Mario Murillo called them out. And at least two of the three, two of my three he called out. And I want to discuss this just so you guys know where I'm at and kind of, I didn't want to go, ha ha, there you guys are, you know, ha ha, like on The Simpsons. That's not what this is about. It's about addressing this problem we're having today. And so many people are flocking to this false prophetic stuff. And what's, what's bad about it? Why is it damaging? You know, and to me, it, it's a personal issue because I've, I've done street evangelism and I know how important prophecy is in winning the kingdom, but the enemy can also hijack it and use it to destroy the kingdom. That's kind of one of the interesting things that Mario pointed out. And I want to discuss that here in Terrells of Glory today in a fireside chat. So let's see what we got here. Kind of as an introduction, I want to talk about discerning false prophecy and what that is and why that's in important we do this and while we can't just let things slide we don't have to be mean about it we things need correction they need correction and when this is biblical correction is biblical that's why it's called discipleship so we know in the past podcast we talked about saint Teresa of avila she talked about locutions locutions is a latin word means to speak or back in the time of the mystics in the 1500s and 1600s they were using locutions as the word for hearing god or hearing spirits today we just say it's hearing god so hearing God in spirits is difficult because man is fallible. That's what St. Teresa said. That everything that comes out of man's mouth is accurate. We know from Joel 2.28-29 that the sport is poured out on all of us and we perceive information from the Holy Spirit. We perceive. In the Old Testament, the prophets received. Why they received? Because they were kind of like the enforcers for the Holy Spirit. And that's why when there was a false prophecy, the person was put to death. We don't do that now because Jesus did his work on the cross and the Holy Spirit's poured out in all of us. But beforehand, that's why we put a prophet to death for false prophecy because he was supposed to be an enforcer of the Holy Spirit. But a lot of the um, churches we have now, like the first apostolic reformation churches and things like that, don't teach prophetic in that manner. It's kind of taught as, like I said, his offices. I kind of joked about that. Before I beat up on people and stuff too, I always joke about I'm a recovering charismatic, right? <laughs> I've said that quite a bit. And that's because I've been through all of this. I've been through it all, yet it didn't sway me in the supernatural. And that's why we have Tales of Glory podcasts. I want to start 
bringing discipleship to this and bringing correction where needed. And correction is needed here. And I think it's kind of interesting that this just surfaced at the right time. In fact, I just published episode 55 where I didn't call out those people at the end for not having spiritual direction. So let's look at this. So it's all through my podcast. People ask me, Mike, where is this in your podcast? Like, look, I don't have to go back and look for it all because everywhere we talked about prophetic, I called this out and called things up about this. And recently was an episode 54, Experiencing God Through Visions. I think towards the very end, very, very end, I had a commentary on it. And in episode 55, I brought it up again. St. Teresa of Avila's and Tyria Castle. We talked about six mansions, chapter one. I was talking about part two. We we're talking about the need for spiritual um, d- directors and confessors. We we're not Catholics, we need the confessors, but I lumped it all into the spiritual directors. We need spiritual direction now, and we need the right people to do it. I, you know, it's, it's going to take the right person in the spirit to do this. I'm not somebody who wants to be a celebrity for profit, which is the problem we're having right now. So interesting stuff. Interesting. What I want to do is jump over to Mario Murillo's um, post on his blog where he was calling out false prophets. And let's bring up that bean footage, Mike. Okay, so here we are. We're at Mario Murillo's blog site. And the caption or the title of his article is, Mario, where have you been? So we'll have to scroll down here. Let's see. Mario, where are you been? Here it is. Mario, where have you been? I've been missing from certain television shows. People are asking why. They deserve an answer, but I was not ready to go public until now. I still believe in these shows, and I'm deeply grateful for the strong support they have given to our tent crusades, but I had to step away for two reasons. You'll notice that both reasons have only to do with soul winning. Number one, the harvest is so great that it's consuming all my time. The despair in America runs so deep that 20% of our youth have frequent thoughts of suicide. Furthermore, 9% of them have actually attempted suicide. And fentanyl is killing our kids on a scale we have never known in America. Second, the second reason I stepped away is because I do not want to be on at the same time as certain other guests. It has to do with association with two false prophets, false preachers, excuse me. I went to him as Jesus taught privately. I implored this person to deal with these counterfeit voices. He did not agree with my counsel. There it is right there, right? Remember St. Teresa of Avila? We're fallible because some voices come from our soul or some voices come from spirits and not good spirits. We know back in, was it, I mean, back in First Kings or one of them, or that um, Ahab wanted to request a prophet and the, <laughs> and, uh, and the council of heaven, uh, one of the spirits in heaven said, I'll be a lying spirit and go down to those prophets that I'll lie. So we could have lying spirits, these people too. I don't think, that's totally what's happening today. I just think that this person's listening to demonic spirits. But let's continue on. So one of these false ministers is called a prophet. Another is called a seer. So why am I so adamant about false prophets? Once again, you'll see it has everything to do with preaching the gospel. Why am I so adamant about false prophets? One of them claims to see roller coasters, mountains of jello, pudding ponds, cows on tractors, and a fictional character known as Santa Claus in heaven. There is no way this is true because the Bible says that all the works of earth will be burned up. That means they will not reappear in heaven. 2 Peter 3.10, King James Version, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt away with fervent heat. 
and also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. By claiming frequent visits to heaven and relating the details, she fancies herself above Paul the Apostle. We're talking about she. I'm talking about here, too. We're relating to the same person. I call her the, the, the purple hair prophet, right? That's the one here. Paul said it was awful. You guys may know what I'm talking about here. here we'll listen to it. He's going to call him out. Paul said it was unlawful for him to say what he saw. 2 Corinthians 12, 2 through 4, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows, such as one caught up in a third heaven, and I know such a man, and where the body out of the body I do not know, God knows how he was caught up in a paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. So again, those of you following the St. Teresa from the last episode, this we called this a rapture experience, right? He was raptured up. So let's continue on in Mario's. The female false seer said she saw souls getting second chances after they die. I do not need to tell you how dangerous that is. The Bible says, and as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this the judgment, Hebrews 9.27. Okay, there it is. What she is saying is not aligning biblically at all. She gets the buzzer big time. It's not aligning. It, it, what she's saying is not... Uh -uh, no. That's the problem I had with her too. And there are so many people from the charismatic circles are falling into this this false prophet stuff and they're going oh my god she's seeing heaven it's amazing and they're not testing the spirit and they're not discerning both these people kind of stirred my discernment because i deal with demonic stuff all the time like whoa you know okay i had to turn it off like no no but they have a huge following and they're being put on as celebrity prophets left and right but let's continue on with with mario says in his, his blog the other false prophet is just as dangerous Recently, he stood up in a pulpit in Nashville and told the people to shut up if they did not believe there were mountains of jello in heaven. He claimed God turned the Red Sea into jello. What? Then he said, There's a secret code that prophets know, and we need to trust the prophets who possess this code in order to understand a deeper level of the Bible. This, my friends, is straight up New Age and occult teaching, not, not to mention medieval Catholicism. Yeah, there's some weird stuff going on here. No bueno. The bottom line, I am against these false preachers for the same reason I'm against leftist politicians. I did not pick a fight with them. The left jumped the fence and came after the gospel. William J. Federer said, The most important thing is to bring people to Christ. The second most important thing is to preserve the freedom and to do the most important thing. I jumped into the fray because of the threats to the gospel. By opposing the false ministers, I am fighting the very same fight for the sake of gospel. You should not accuse me of making these fake ministers look bad. You should be horrified that they are making the gospel look bad. These false voices are a greater threat to the gospel because they cause outsiders to slander the gospel of Jesus Christ. They give our enemies ammunition to tell people, see what this is, what Christianity is, stay away from it. 2 Peter 2.22 confirms the danger of this slander. But there were also false prophets in Israel, just as there were false teachers among you. They will cleverly teach you destructive heresies and even deny the master who brought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction to themselves. Many will follow evil teachings and shamefully immorality. And because of these teachers, the way of the truth will be slandered. Remember, Second Peter is referring back to also the watchers, right? And this will refer back to us in the days of Noah. The huge thing was 
sexual immorality showing up along with false teachings. And that was as in the days of Noah. We're seeing some of that stuff happen here, right? On a, on a large scale. We have to be careful, church. Be careful. It's an end time sign. So let's back into it, Mario saying. But they are also doing double damage. They deceive people in the kingdom, keeping them from true revival while perverting, preventing souls from entering the kingdom. They are guilty of the charge that Jesus leveled at the Pharisees. For you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourselves and you don't let others enter either. Matthew 23, 13. They are more dangerous than you realize. Matthew Henry said, One traitor inside the church is worse than a thousand persecutors outside the church. But modern preachers do not agree. They think preachers like me are overreacting. That we should leave it in God's hands. We should take care of it. But Paul said in 1 Timothy 1, 3-4, As I urged you when I went to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus so that they may charge some that they teach no other doctrine, nor give head to fallibles and endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than in godly edification, which is in faith. Paul told Timothy, I urge you. He said it forcefully because correcting false doctrine is one, a sacred duty. Oh, how we need to get back to the Bible. I long to go back on these shows I love and support. My prayer is they will be resolved, but I cannot compromise truth. Too many souls are at stake. I also continue for the same reformation for the church, a moral cleansing that will take us up in order to bring the massive harvest. Mario Morello, he signs it. It's kind of interesting, too, as I closed off one of the last two podcasts, which one was, I said we need a reformation the reformation. You want to talk about how prophetic works? Look how we're using the same words. I'm not going, Mike's aligning himself to... Mario Murillo and elevate himself up. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying spirits poured out in all of us were receiving the same phone call. And I thought it was interesting that Mario said, I'm also contending for reformation of the church. And I said it recently too, right, right close to this one, before this is even published, that the reformation needs reformation. I was regarding towards the charismatics and the, the Pentecostals, what we're doing here. We're doing stuff that doesn't align with the Bible, just because we think we can walk in power and walk in offices. And that's not kingdom building. That's something demonic. We don't need to walk in power. The only reason we're walking in power and empowerment of the Holy Spirit is for the great commandment because we're dealing with supernatural spirits up there. That's why we're walking in power. Not so we could be celebrity prophets. It's not that. And furthermore, those of you who are turning into this stuff, they're not catching it. You don't have any discernment. You need to go back and work on it. Repent of listening to these prophets. And start learning to test the Spirit. You know, it is what it is, guys. Holy smokies. Man, oh man. There is something down here, too. I don't know if he caught it, because he actually did. I want you guys to see it. Um, there it is right here. He actually called him out. Cat Kerr and Robin Bullock. Everybody's calling Bullocks. <laughs> After being a Top Gear fan, I have to use Bullocks. Robin Bullocks. Yeah, when I first saw Robin, it was like, oh my God, what a false Moses with his staff. And, you know, he looked like it. Like, and the charismatics eat that up. Oh my God, he looks like Moses. He must be Moses. He must have that, he must have that anointing. Oh my gosh, and he's a general. No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. The Spirit was poured out in all of us. We all hear this stuff. We all, you know, just have to learn to tune into it. But not like the garbage they were spewing. I mean, I called him out earlier for the Trump stuff. Trump's going to be back in office. Remember that? Trump's going to be back in office. And they kept saying this for over a year. 
He never was. And up to the January 6th stuff, they kind of went quiet. And nobody renounced it. You know, we had Mr. Bedsheets, we had the Purple Air Prophet, and we had the False Moses doing this. And nobody renounced it. I mean, that was the, this is so prideful. It's demonic. It's like, you know, we thought we heard this, but we didn't. You know, it just it's kept going. It goes way back to COVID. Remember the Kansas City Chiefs? The Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. There's going to be a huge revival. There wasn't a huge revival. Tyranny moved in. So, the prophetic works, I've used as a street minister, and we hear stuff, we hear what's going on, but we have to flush the whole idea of celebrity prophets and their books and all that crap down the drain. We have to flush it. It is what it is. That's how the church is going to survive. We need to go back to St. Teresa of Avila. We need confessors, and we excuse me, not confessors, we need spiritual directors. They were confessors way back when. That's why I keep dropping the ball. But they're called spiritual directors now. It's not where we go confess our sins, but maybe we should. Maybe we should confess our sins to them. But it's also the spiritual directors gave feedback on visions and dreams and what's going on. And they'd say, no, I think this one came from the soul or this one came from, you know, dark spirits. And that's Mario did the right thing and in, confronted him. I think he listened to dark spirits. No, I'm not, you know. So he didn't take correction. Therefore, those of you who are following him, you know, your guy didn't take correction. That's not discipleship. Mario is somebody we need to listen to because he's he's been at this a while. He's a he's a church leader. He's out there winning souls. He doesn't care about any of this stuff anymore. He wants to care about these ten things in revival. I know that's what he cares about. But he's been doing this since the '60s. Far when somebody like that who's been working in the kingdom for that long and comes up to a celebrity person and goes, "Hey, I think you're doing this wrong," they should have listened. This is pride. Pride is evil. Pride's why Satan fell. Again, demonic. Okay, so. You guys can send all the hate mail and stuff again against Kat Kerr. And I mean, I called her out a long time ago too. It was, it was just weird and wrong. There was some weird feeling to it. And that's discernment. And like I said, Mr. Bollock set off my spidey senses instantly if something demonic was there. So guys, it's just, I, I can't help you. I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. If you don't have discernment, start learning discernment and use this as a lesson. Back off on this stuff. Um, I'm glad you're excited about prophetic, but there's ways to do prophetic, and this is not it. It's just, you know, it's crazy. I've, I don't know. It's, we're, we're so enamored to go get a word for ourselves or be in tune with the right word that will blow off anything, even the word of God or listening to God. And that's a huge problem, guys. Huge, huge problem. Man, oh man, oh man. Let's see here. Let's let's go to let's go to First John four verses one through six. Test the spirits, beloved. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. See whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out in the world. How many? Many, and they show up on Daystar and they show up on all these other TV shows. I can't tell you how many large churches have false prophets either leading them or sitting in them. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the Spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world. And the world listens to them. Trump's coming back. 
Trump's coming back. That's the thing from the world, right? You know, God put Trump in place. No, I think God kind of put Biden in place. Something's going on here. What's, what's interesting to me, okay, about being a little prophet, nobody prophet. That's what we're supposed to be. The Spirit's put out in all of us. Back during the election, we were voting for either Trump or Biden to be in office. I was in Florida, and I was kind of like, you know, tuning into God. What's going on here? And I remember the Monday night before the election of November 2nd, you know, Trump was going to win by a landslide. He was going to win by a landslide because there was crickets and stuff going on where Biden would show up. And there's three people you know, talking to him and Trump had stadiums. So like, oh, Trump's going to win by a landslide. No, easy peasy. You know, nothing's going to happen here. And that Monday night for the election, God goes, I want you to prepare yourself for Biden coming into office. I say, what? It dropped down. I knew who it came from. It came from, it came that right channel. He goes, how would you deal with things with Biden in the office? And I go, well, I won't like it, but you know, Jesus, you're in charge. So, you know, and it was just crazy. I just, I knew from there in the heart, you feel it in the spirit. Okay. I guess Biden's coming into office. Like there's no way in hell he's going to win. Guess who won? We don't know how he won. Did he win by people actually voted for him or did something else happen? that was crooked underneath the sink. You know, we don't know. But the fact that God notified me beforehand, before the votes, we even started voting on that stuff, that Biden was going to show up in office. I was like, no way. You know, but it just felt my heart like, wow, here we go. It's a dark slump, right? And God goes, I want you to start fasting too. It's for stuff to come. And I was in battle, something dark with witchcraft back then. I remember that's back when I had long hair. I was growing long hair out. It was almost like a borderline, I don't know, Nazarene thing, but it wasn't Nazarene. It was God's going, you grow long hair, actually going up against witchcraft. Okay. That was during the time too. Um, so I knew I was hearing him directly and correctly because we were battling witchcraft. Like, wow, that is weird. But Mr. Bedsheets, Purple Hair Lady, and Mr. Bullocks, they were just out there going, Trump's going to win. He's coming back. You know, God's put him in the office. You know, he trumped everything. You know, they were trying to live up to the Kim Clement prophecy. And that's what the, um, it, that was the one to match, to match up to or level up to, measure up to. You had no right there. That's a worldly saying, right? Something's worldly here going on. They had that, they had to match up to Kim Clement. But there was only one Kim Clement. He's gone. He passed away. You know? um, and John Paul Jackson, those guys, they were, they were just a different style of prophet. They weren't, they weren't celebrity prophets. They didn't call themselves celebrities. They tried to maintain the humility. Even they tried to teach humility into new prophetic ministry people coming up. So that's that. So when you learn this stuff, you learn to hear God. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher. But you'll need to be discipled and you'll need to... Um, You'll need spiritual direction. It's will. No, that's not from God. That's not, that's not real. Um, use your discernment. Start learning discernment. Does that feel right in the spirit? As convictions of the Holy Spirit, start listening to that. All this stuff you have to develop. And it's going to be trial and error. And you won't be running out of the gates in prophetic ministry right away, but you'll start understanding which, which channel God comes in on and when he drops in on it. This will be both a rewarding and painful journey as Jesus grows you in learning to hear him. I want you to learn to hear him. That was the problem, these false prophets. That's why he would, they were sheep in wolf's clothing. I want to hear from God, so I'm going to a prophet. No. It's like going to a psychic. God gave us instrumentation so we could hear from him. You know, I ask him, God, let me hear some stuff. About, he'll tell me stuff about me too. He'll show, show up in dreams. But he's not like a genie in a bottle. I don't rub the bottle and God... Grant me the wish of what I need to know about me. Like, you may hear nothing for a long time. And all of a sudden, something will drop in. Like, well, I had to wait for you to get through this, or you had to do that. We got to hear. I still think 
post-COVID, even though I think the Satan brought COVID upon us, I think God's using it right now to correct the church. We saw a lot of churches um, dissolve or fall apart because they weren't doing what God wanted them to do. A lot of reorgs happened. So even though that was of the Satan, I still think that God's reorging the church. He's reorging prophetic ministry. And I think in the end, we won't have celebrity pastors. We won't have celebrity prophets. We're going to have the body of Christ. Now, which part of me is this celebrity, right? How come I can't feel the celebrity move around the body of Christ? Because God didn't design a church that way. That's not how we're supposed to walk. And I think now these people are going to get spanked. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know what, but the Father will discipline them. He will. We'll see it. We'll probably see it very publicly, too. Anyhow, I want to come out and address that because, like I said, during our topics, I've had a mystical theology. I've always dropped those three code names, and it was interesting to see somebody um, whom I respect and kind of sort of had ties to Night Strike in my training. Um, I met Mario probably two or three times, too. And interesting guy. He's also a mentor to one of my mentors from Night Strike. So it's, I knew he was a good guy and he's out there. Um, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff he says either, um, but he has a passion for politics and fighting the demonic in our nation. And but I know his heart right now is kingdom building. That's why I respect him. And when he addresses this, he's going, hey, this is interfering with my kingdom building. I believe him 100% because I need to use prophetic evangelism to, for kingdom building to help people. If they hear something prophetic come out of me, oh, he's a Christian, but what about this, this, this guy running around looking like Moses and stuff on the ponytail? You know, and the, the, the grumpy old lady that stands next to him, like nods her head. You know, it's just, we got to stop it. And we got to stop having the catchphrases and the, uh, the, the gimmicks, the purple hair, stuff like that. You know, I, I, I made myself a millionaire and you too can have the side, the side schleps going on, you know, and uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. Be who God made you to be. We were created in his image, and we were supposed to take on his image, and that's how we do it, the prophetic ministry. Acquire more of his imaging through listening to him and hearing the Father. So my goal here wasn't to beat up on these people. It was to bring confirmation to what I was kind of put out there in code. But now that Mario has exposed these people, I thought it was important to bring it over here too, just so you, you guys already know who I was talking about. I mean, it, was, it wasn't subtle, but... um. Yeah, just so it's, it's confirmation, guys. And as we kingdom build, we got to use prophecy the way it was meant to be. And this is tales of glory. So we talk about things other than spiritual warfare, too. I know, and I'm, you know, you know, I do have an exorcism, some other stuff. But kingdom building is number one. The Great Commission is number one. That's we are servants of God, and that's where we're supposed to be. So I'm just wondering, too, if I need to start doubling back and start maybe publishing more information and prophetic ministry and hearing God to teach you guys and move us along. Anyhow. Thanks for listening in, and that was that. Interesting stuff. Till next time, I still have a few topics out there. I still want to get to Exodus 6, and I have other stuff from St. Teresa. So I think fireside chats are good places where I can jump in like this and talk with you and just address you and let you know what's going on, what's happening in, in real time here. What are we at? Uh, this is Monday, January 23rd of 2023, and that's it, guys. God bless you. And also, um, this will be on a field guide to spiritual warfare.blogspot.com and across very Spotify. It'll be across YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts, and all those stuff. I know people ask me about this because I know people that I was trying to be gentle with that follow him. And I knew they followed him, but you know, I know I'm signing off real quick, but these people also got sucked into deep conspiracy theory that was false. 
we all know there's a level of conspiracy theory going on. I mean, it's called spoiler alerts, right? We all knew COVID was a wash. It was BS. It was deadly, but the way our politicians handled it, it was BS because they use it as a moneymaker to gain, put money in their pockets, put money in corporate America, put money in a government pharmaceutical complex and put money in the government um, industrial and military complex. And that's what we know was spoiler alerts. And so they required everybody to get a jab, made everybody sick. Those who got it. And it wasn't anywhere had the efficacy to put out the, um, or squash the uh, COVID virus, which turned out natural immunity was what actually squashed it. So um, where am I going with this? So I remember watching some of these people publish their stuff in conspiracy theory about how, you know, Hillary Clinton and Obama and all these people are all locked up in Guantanamo Bay and they're being executed. I don't know if you guys have saw this stuff. I kept getting this stuff. It's like, what the heck is going This is nowhere near. Like, test the spirit, guys. This isn't real. But, you know, it's like, and then it was, that's part of the stuff that, that flooded into you. This is how Trump's coming back. He's going to do this, do that. And it was like, there was these <laughs> Christian um, people on Rumble and stuff just producing this garbage. I don't know where they got it from, but they were, you know, people are just driving into it. And it's part of the QAnon experience, too. They had their little applicate apps for QAnon. This is going on. This happened. None of it happened. None of it did. And that's where we're not trusting God. You know, I think Biden's Christians being thrown in exile in America right now because we haven't learned our lesson. That's why we're under him right now. And we've got to learn a lesson, clean up the church. And the church is nowhere near in the ability to deal with the occult that's happening in America right now. We do our little deliverance circuses. We do our prophetic ministry circuses, and it's got to stop. We got to unify. Got to move forward and be in unity, guys. We're not, um, and stop these big mega churches that like, oh wow, you know, like, I'm getting this experience of the Holy Spirit. Oh wow, I feel so good. And, you know, and that's it. Okay, I rambled. So that's where we're at with this. And now we know from Mario Morello why this is dangerous, and a little bit for me why this is dangerous. So until next time, guys, from the M16 Bunker, I am signing off. Amen.